I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we're talking about today is getting your body in motion, movement. And we, I know you might want to think of the word exercise. Yes, exercise is important, but I want to get you to the point where your body at least is at least in motion. Now you think of exercise as you know, running or working out, you know, hitting weights, but just keeping the body walking is going to be so important. So I want to talk about how you can monitor how much activity you have. And it's called a pedometer. Now, you have one on your phone. Now, next week on our show, we're going to do a show specifically on electromagnetic frequencies. And what that is is uh, cell phones, radiation that's in the air, and how it's affecting your health. And you're going to be blown away when you say, oh, my gosh, I have a lot of those symptoms. And we're going to tell you what to do about it to block some of that electromagnetic frequency. So with your phone, I don't want you putting your phone on your body if you're working out because that can uh, put electromagnetic frequency into the body. I can't tell you how many patients have come to us over the years say, Doc, I got this right hip pain. I got this right hip pain. Okay, let's adjust you. Doc, it's still there. And then I noticed they either have their wallet in their pocket and they're sitting on their wallet, which is pushing their back out of place, or they have their phone in their pocket. And I say, take the phone out of your pocket. And if you have to get an armband or something like that, keep it away from your body. Put it on your right side too. Keep it away from your heart. And I'll say, let's see what happens. And I'll come in a week later and say, Doc, my hip's better. It's amazing. So the phone can actually affect muscular uh, function and uh, uh, the metabolism that we're talking about here. So get a pedometer. You can buy them. They're about $5. And you put it on your belt. So what you can do then is go for a walk. And just put it on your belt. And every time you take a step, it's going to monitor your steps. The goal is to get about seven to 10,000 steps a day. Now, you may be surprised to realize just how little you move throughout the day. So setting a goal for seven to 10,000 steps a day, which is just about three to five miles or six to nine kilometers, if you want to go there, can go a long way to getting you more movement into your life. So what you can do is just keep moving. If you can walk barefoot, especially if you live near a beach, even better. Because what's happening is you can, it's called grounding. Now, some people may go, ha ha, poo poo. You ever notice how good you feel at the beach? Now, yeah, you're on vacation. I understand that. But there are negative ions that are released when water is flowing. And so when you're walking, you're actually absorbing uh, negative ions just being in the air. But when you're touching the sand, it can actually ground your body, so to speak, and pull electricity out of the system, which is really kind of cool stuff. And once again, we talk about things on this show, and then years later, it becomes commonplace. We talked about margarine and how bad it was. Now margarine is, you know, vilified. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. Don't eat margarine. I talked about that 25 years ago. So a lot of things we talk about now are cutting edge, and that's why we do this. That's why this motion thing is so important, just keeping the body movement. But when you track your steps, you can also show yourself how simple and easy minor changes that you can do to get that can add to your day and really add up. Now, for example, you can walk across the hall to talk to your coworker instead of sending an email. Take the stairs instead of the elevator. Park your car far away and walk. Uh, take a longer roundabout way to your desk. These similar things that can really increase the physical activity and you can avoid sitting down at work. Organize a layout of your office space so that you have to stand up and reach for things. You might say, oh, I want to have it you know, within reach. No, I don't have a printer in my office. I have to get up and walk to my printer. So rather than having everything easy, 
do that. Set a timer to remind yourself to stand up and move for about an, a five to 10 minutes an hour. Set it on your, on your computer. It's going to go off every hour. It's, I don't know, five minutes before the hour. And that you can either get up, get up and walk, stand, take the opportunity to do some simple exercise at your desk. A lot of times I'll just do simple things like this. If I'm standing in line, I'll get up on my toes and I'll drop down, stand up on my toes and drop down again. So you're building up your calf muscles, but you're also contracting the muscles to pump lymphatics and blood back up to the heart. It's really, really simple, easy stuff. I want to stress that you should be walking about seven to 10,000 steps in addition to your exercise program. But if that's all I can get out of you, I'm fine. Give me seven to 10,000 steps and you'll be amazed what happens. And what's nice is you're being monitored too. You look at your monitor, oh, I've only had 3,000 steps. It's already 11 o'clock. What can I do? You know what? I'm going to walk to go get lunch instead of a drive. Or when I'm on lunch, instead I can eat for, I don't know, 10 minutes and then go for a walk or go walk out in your car, take your lunch and take it to a park. Get the body in motion. Now, another thing I want to talk about, this is blowing my mind. In a lot of big cities now, we have these scooters, the electric scooters. Now, as a chiropractor, I'm seeing a lot of injuries from these. Hospital ERs have reported a 160% spike in visits involving these electronic scooters. 161% increase in the number of visits involving scooters, though each are likely to be the person's personal device and not the electric fleet that a lot of people have. So a lot of people own the scooters and they're falling off, but people are also renting them. Now, many of the injuries are fractures and dislocations of the elbows, the wrists, the shoulders, as well as several cases of sprains. Multiple patients have told doctors they were intoxicated when they were injured and they're not wearing a helmet. Now, this I have to laugh at because you have to wear a helmet to ride a bike, but you don't have to uh, get, on a, get a helmet to ride a scooter, which I think is a lot more dangerous. Uh, a lot of safety experts now raise the questions about this gig economy workforce, these young kids, these, these, these nerds, as we called them back then, that's a compliment now, rely on... Um, these scooters to get around, but they also rely on them to fix the fleets. Companies post ads on, on, on things like Craigslist. Mechanics wanted, no experience necessary. The bottom line is it's cheaper and safer to walk than ride these scooters. So be careful if you're riding them, folks, and think, could I walk that instead of ride the scooter? If the answer is yes, just take the walk. It's going to save you money, a lot safer, and it's going to be better for your body because standing on a scooter is okay, but it's not contracting the muscles like we used to. So back to sitting again. Sitting for long periods of time is found to increase your risk of death by virtually from all health problems. Type 2 diabetes, heart disease, cancer, all cause mortality. Sitting for, two, for more than eight hours a day is associated with a 90% increase in type 2 diabetes. Average American spends nine to 10 hours of their day sitting. And in certain occupations, let's say you're in telecommunications, spend an average of 12 hours a day sitting. Again, it's not just at work. It's in your car. It's at home. So exercise uh, was promoted for the solution of this largely sedentary lifestyle, but exercise, especially short bursts, is critical to optimum health. So if you're not going to get hardcore exercise, at least get moving. Research suggests it can't counteract the effects of too much sitting. And in fact, chronic sitting has a mortality rate similar to smoking. Isn't that crazy? That's why I said sitting is the new smoking when I opened the show today really is. So here we are saying, I don't smoke anymore, but I'm sitting all day. Now, of course, I want you to eat the right foods. You want to eat more fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. A couple of things. You're going to walk to the bathroom more. You're going to keep the body healthier. But if you're sitting and you're adding bad foods, uh, folks, I don't want to say you're doomed, but you're real close. And it's not hard. It's easy. Eating good food is so easy. It's so much cheaper. Every time I do a consultation with a patient, every time I run into some of my listeners from radio or television, They'll say, Dr. Joe, listen, I listened to your show 
last week, two weeks, 10 weeks, I listened to your, your podcast on your website and it changed my life. And doc, instead of having a candy bar, now I have an orange. And let me tell you how much better I feel. And if their spouse is there, it's always funny. Spouse will say too, oh my God, what a difference, Dr. Joe, thank you. I don't know what that means, but they always thank me for that. But it's something as simple as that. Taking supplements like Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, those are two powders. It's the minimum amount of nutrients that you need. So if you're gonna do, do anything, get up and move, take the Super Greens, the Essential Source, start adding more fruits and vegetables, cut out as much as you can of the alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener. If you have neck pain or back pain, come see us. It's not hard, it's easy to get well. So if sitting is the new smoking, this should be a powerful motivation to sit only when necessary. And as reducing your hours spent sitting is the best way to avoid association of heart risks, just do it. Researchers from the University of Utah School of Medicine have uncovered another trick that can reduce the risk uh, for the times that you're sitting and when sitting is unavoidable. Walking just two minutes every hour may improve your health uh, for times when you have to sit. So if you're on an airplane, get up and walk. Whenever I get on an airplane, I always get a, a, a cans of either seltzer or water and what does that do? A, it hydrates me because that air in an airplane is like as arid as a desert. So it keeps you hydrated. So you're less likely to get sick and get tired. But then also you have to get up and walk. And that's why I shouldn't tell you. I always try to get the aisle seat so that it's easier to get up. So if you have to sit, make it a point to get up and walk around for at least two minutes every hour. I want five minutes, but I'm going to give you two minutes in emergencies. Those engaged in low-intensity activities increase their lifespan by 33% just by walking around. Dr. James Levin, a co-director of the Mayo Clinic, Arizona State University Obesity Initiative, is the author of a book called Get Up, Why Your Chair is Killing You and Why You, uh, should, why you Have to Be in More Motion. The investigative health that he's done, example, 90 seconds of standing, muscular and cellular systems that process blood sugar, triglycerides, cholesterol, which are mediated by insulin, are activated. 90 seconds. So strive to sit for at least three hours, for no more, than three hours a day. Now, I know that's tough. Some of you can't do that. Now, I'm a chiropractor. I'm a professional speaker. I'm a nutritionist. I'm up and moving constantly. My job is designed to keep my body in motion. It's great. Your job may not be. Even my secretaries, I tell them, listen, if you're going to be sitting there for a while, get up, move, bring the patients back to the room, switch out. You bring one patient back, you bring another patient back just to keep the bodies in motion. Now, this is more powerful than simply trying to walk for a few minutes every hour uh, because you may not be able to do that. Research shows that reducing the average time spent sitting down to less than three hours a day could increase your life expectancy by two and a half years. Now, on the other hand, if you, if you sit and watch television, after the age of 25, it reduces your life expectancy by nearly 22 minutes for every hour. That's crazy, folks. So even if you're watching TV, get up and move. My house, I have a kitchen where I have access to a TV. I have a keeping room next to my, my kitchen. And so I'll get up and I'll prepare my foods. And I love cooking. Um, and I'll prepare my foods. I'll make my salads. And I'll watch TV at the same time. This way you're getting two things at once. You don't have to say, well, I want, I'm missing TV. It's okay. Get up and move. Same thing in the movie theaters. I know it's annoying, but try to get an aisle seat. And get up and go to the bathroom. You're trying to sit as little as possible. Research shows excessive sitting is associated with increased risk of dying from any uh, disease, as well as increased, like I said, heart disease, cancer, type 2 diabetes, regardless of physical activity. Okay, CNN reported, researchers from Toronto came to this conclusion after analyzing 47 studies of sedentary behavior. They adjusted their data to incorporate the amount someone exercises and found that sitting, the sitting we typically do in a day, still outweighs the benefit of the, of, of the exercise. So if you exercise and sit all day, 
you really just need to get up and move. Now, a standing desk can dramatically increase, uh, cut back your hours of sitting. I like them. So if you can't avoid sitting at your computer, but you can work at the office, you can slash your time sitting by using a standing workstation. Now, if you sit down on a job, I strongly encourage you uh, to present this information to your employer and see if you can get a standing desk. Now, some people have a lot of activity in their jobs. My staff does. They're constantly running around. But if you have to sit all day, you might want to consider a standing desk. Uh, a study published in the Journal of Preventive Medicine analyzed 25 active desk studies. Boy, there's somebody who did some work. It includes both stand-up desks and treadmill desks and found both reduced the risk of, se of, of sedentary downtime and improved mood. Standing workstations, I feel, are better than treadmill desks. More than 24,000 people are treated for treadmill-related injuries each year. SurveyMonkey, ever hear of them? The CEO, David Goldberg, passed away tragically after he had a severe head injury from slipping on his treadmill. So folks, I don't like those treadmill discs because it's hard to uh, balance everything. You're trying to talk on a phone, you're working, you're walking, you're gonna mess up. I'd rather you just stand up and then walk every hour. So it's a far better op uh, option uh, to use a standing desk if you, if you have the option. The pedometer is gonna be really important. Again, you're walking for seven to 10,000 steps a day. Um, the study, uh, one study revealed that following physical benefits from standing desks, standing desk boosted the heart rate by about eight beats per minute. The treadmill disc increased about 12 beats per minute, but again, there's a risk of those treadmill desks. Standing desks may boost your good cholesterol, and a standing desk uh, for three months led to weight loss, and the benefits of switching to a standing desk are not only physical in nature, but a lot of the benefits actually related to your psychological health. Uh, one company said uh, in a seven-week study of, standing, of people using standing desks, participants reported less fatigue, tension, less confusion, less depression, and more energy, better focus, happiness. They went on uh, to the old desks, and the overall mood decreased dramatically. So getting up and moving is really going to be important. So standing desks, little negative activity impact. Now, if you have neck pain or back pain, standing up a lot may not be a good thing because it's putting stress on the joints. So once again, we want to get to the cause of your problem and not just treat the symptoms. So if you have neck pain or back pain, you can take medication, you can do injections and do physical therapy, and I'm fine with all that. But if you have a bone out of place pinching a nerve, you've got to go to a chiropractor to get those bones put back in place. Nobody else can do that. We're the only profession that's allowed to put those bones back in place, and we're trained. Eight years of college, building to the point we're able to do that. So if you have a problem, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, folks, stop suffering. Just come see us. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We want to be your doctors. We want to help get you well and keep you well. So go to my website, drjoe.com. You can set up an appointment right online. So back to standing desk. So I kind of drifted off there. Uh, standing workstations appear to have little negative impact on the employees. The ability to carry out their jobs is about the same from sitting and standing. It's a little better than standing. Standing workstation led to no difference in characters typed per minute or even typing errors. So they do these tests on folks to see if there's a difference. Committing to sitting less is more of a mindset than a physical feat. It's going to take some getting used to. Now, you're going to find that standing and moving around feels a bit weird at first, but it's going to be natural and really even more so than sitting. So at first, you'll be standing up going, this doesn't feel right. Then you're going to go, oh, I like this. Now, if you work in an office, converting to a standing workstation is going to be important, but you should also strive to stand or move around while you watch TV, while you're at home, while you're talking on the phone. I remember when I was a kid, we had a, the old phone, you know, with the cord on it, and it had a real long cord. And I would call my friends, and I'd walk around the kitchen table. And my mother and father would laugh at me. They said, don't you sit still? Looking back, 
That was a great thing. So stay in motion is really important, especially the younger generation. I sound like the old man. They'll sit in there and play games all day. Not a good idea. If you're a game player, stand up if you can. Okay, you can you know, get a little stand or something like that for your, for your operating uh, machine there and just stay in motion. Because when you sit, you hunch over, puts pressure on the lungs, puts pressure on the stomach, you don't breathe as much. Remember, the brain needs oxygen, stimulation, and nutrition. So you're getting stimulation from a game, but you're not getting oxygen because you're hunched over, and you're certainly not getting nutrition if you're eating bad food. So that's why if you are sitting around playing games, try to get the bad food out of the house. This is the secret. This is just for us, okay? If you eat bad food, chances are if it's in the house, you're going to be more likely to eat it. Throw it away. Patients say all the time, well, Dr. Joe, I did nutritional workup with you, and I'm very excited to change my diet. I'm excited to start taking super greens and essential source and other supplements we put people on. As soon as I get rid of the bad food in my house, I'm going to start this. And I say, no, get rid of the bad food. And I say, don't give it away because you don't want to get anybody else sick. Throw it away. <gasps> what do you mean? I have a stream in my backyard. And I remember one time I've told this story before that somebody gave me cookies. They were vegan and they were chocolate chip and they, they had one and they were delicious. And I had them at home and I was sitting there. Actually, I was standing there. I was making dinner. And I started thinking, I'd like to have those cookies. I want to have those cookies. And then my logical brain kicked in and said, eh, 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 don't do that. You know, the devil and the angel on my shoulders. And I took the cookies. I threw them in a the stream because I knew that if they were in the house, I was going to eat them. So you got to get the bad food out of the house. And it's really important you do that. So that the body, so you can stay in motion, so you have more energy, so you can avoid the bad foods. Now, moving is important too, uh, not just standing still. In one featured study, for instance, uh, those who stood up uh, for two minutes an hour did not re reap the benefits of those who walked for two minutes. So standing is good, walking is better. So again, use the pedometer. First, you're gonna be surprised how little you walk, and then you're gonna see more and more uh, how, how, how much activity you're gonna start getting in your life. So it's really important too. So tracking your steps can also show you how simple and easy it is to make these minor changes. Other ways to do it. We talked about that. Get up, move around. Uh, use an exercise ball for a chair. Several of my staff have exercise balls. When they, they wanted them, they get exercise ball actually on a chair so it doesn't roll around. Unlike sitting in a chair, an exercise ball engages your core muscles. It locks in your abdomen, and that can improve balance and flexibility and send neurological impulses up to the brain. Occasional bouncing on your chair can help the body uh, interact with gravity and greater degree of, uh, of motion in the muscles. Uh, what you wanna do is standing would be a better option, but the ball might be a good idea. Uh, organize your office, like we said, so that you get, get around and move. So you have to get up and talk. If you have to be on the phone, walk around. Now, I'm not a big fan of wireless phones, okay? Because what happens is the wireless phone is having electromagnetic frequency into the body, and I'm not happy with that. If you have a wooden chair, make sure it doesn't have armrests. That causes you to sit up straighter, okay? It encourages your, your body from shifting the body more frequently uh, than a cushy chair. So you have to move around more. Another trick you can do is put a mirror in your office. And if you put a mirror to your side, what's going to happen is you're going to look to the mirror. You're going to see how slumped over you are. And you're going to say, uh-oh, I got to do something about that. One nice thing about doing TV is I can look at myself in the camera and say, oop, I got to make sure my shoulders balance. I got to make sure I'm standing up straight. So looking at yourself is going to help tremendously. So put a mirror in your office. I think you'll be pretty amazed. Now, sitting too much can lead to deterioration of bone mass. I now see osteoporosis in men where I didn't see that so many years ago. And many are at greater risk of osteoporosis than ever before. Here's how to prevent it. For decades, doctors have stressed the importance of bone health to women about osteoporosis, but it wasn't regarded as important 
or problem for men. But the International Osteoporosis Foundation reveals that one in five men over the age of 50, one in five, are going to suffer fractures due to bone deterioration. In fact, men are 27% more likely to break a bone because of osteoporosis than they are from prostate cancer. So according to that report, men are twice as likely as women to die from uh, breaking a bone. Now, let's talk about the best foods that you can eat. Now, this is a problem that's largely preventable. Osteoporosis is largely preventable. There are specific steps you need to take in your 20s, 30s, and 40s to preserve your bone mass. And your skeleton should be in much better shape once you reach retirement age. So you got to start doing it now. Now, the good news is changing your diet later on in life still works. Exercising later on in life still works. But if you can build up the bone mass in your late teens and early 20s, uh, the process uh, is going to plateau and the bone density is going to be strong. If once you stop exercising, it's going to start to decline. And deterioration accelerates around age 50, giving older men much higher risk of osteoporosis and fractures. Now, I suggest you avoid, of course, smoking and drinking. Uh, I don't recommend any alcohol. If you do drink alcohol, here's my rule. If you heard my seven deadly sins in nutrition lecture, for every drink you have, you have to have three glasses of water. Because alcohol is a diuretic, which means what? It makes you pee. You ever notice how you drink one beer, you pee out three? Where those other two beers come from? Your body is giving up its own vital fluid to flush the alcohol out of the system. So for every drink you have, you have to have three glasses of water. That's very, very important. Alcohol can cause bone deterioration. Modest drinking doesn't seem to be a problem. Again, for one drink, for every three glasses of water, once or twice a week, I'm, I'm a realist. I don't drink, but I'm also a realist. Uh, while you don't exactly have to uh, do less, more than two drinks a day, of course, uh, make sure you're drinking your water. Observational studies show that it does make a difference. Next, make sure you're getting enough calcium in your body. Now, here's the thing with calcium. Most people don't need more calcium. Most people need less acid. What does that mean? I've done many lectures on osteoporosis and hormone imbalances. When you put acid in your body, the body has to neutralize the acid. The body uses calcium as its primary neutralizing agent. So where does the body get calcium from? The bones. It takes from the blood, the muscles, and then takes it from the bones. So if you have a high acid diet, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial sweetener, breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, your body is giving up calcium to neutralize the acid. You lose calcium through sweat, through your urine. So you need to replace it daily. But if you're not using so much, you don't have to replace so much. What's some of the best sources of calcium? Fruits, veggies, nuts, and seeds. Dr. Joe's Super Greens, Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Those are, I, I, I can't stress enough how important it is for you to get the minimum amount of nutrients in your body. And Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source were designed specifically for that. It's relatively inexpensive. It tastes great. I take a scoop of each, mix it with some coconut milk or almond milk. I drink it every day. Can't imagine why you're not doing that. Most of the time, we don't get enough vitamin D. In the wintertime, chances are you're getting almost no vitamin D. I take Dr. Joe's vitamin D supplement, 5,000 international units a day. Now, in the summer, if you're getting about 20 minutes of sun a day, you don't need your vitamin D supplements. But if you live in the northern part of the country, from the beginning of October to the end of March, you're getting essentially zero vitamin D from the sun. So you got to get out there in summer months. You don't have to take the D supplement. Many of you don't get out in the summer. That's when you need to take the D supplement. So it's important to exercise, improve muscle strength, improve your coordination and balance, and you're less likely to break a bone because it's, it's also a falling issue that can break bones, not just the osteoporosis. But you want to preserve your bone mass. Weight-bearing exercises are important. Uh, hiking is great. If you can jog, jog. Jogging usually hurts the back, though. 
Uh, playing sports is great. Weightlifting is great. Housework is great. As long as you're putting stress on the joints, it's important. And I want to talk about balance real quick. Many times patients come into our office and they have a balance issue. We do a test called a Romberg's test. We have the person stand up, they close their eyes, and we see if they fall to one side or the other. If they fall to one side, that tells me that the cerebellum on that side, the back part of the brain, is not getting the proper stimulation. Remember you said the brain needs oxy stimulation, oxygen, nutrition? So we can actually adjust one side of the body only to send neurological input up into the brain to stimulate the cerebellum. And almost always we can test them within minutes and they don't start to fall to either side. So many times balance issues are bones out of place, pinching nerves, neurological issues, and we show you how to fix it, people are pretty happy with that. So folks, if you just tuned in, you missed an amazing show. This show is on my website, drjoe.com. You can go to my website, drjoe.com. This and over a thousand hours of podcasts are there. Audio and video. Depends how you like to learn, okay? If you want to get supplements, the super greens, the essential source, the vitamin D, a bunch of other supplements. I take digestive enzymes every, every time I eat a cooked meal. Help with my digestion. The supplements are on the website, drjoe.com. And most importantly, if you want to make an appointment, when you're ready to make an appointment, go to my website, drjoe.com. In the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge. We want to be your doctors. Folks, I'm Dr. Joe Esposito at the website, drjoe.com. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app.